Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. We are back after a little break and on this week's show we discuss the past few games against Western United, Sydney FC, Brisbane and Melbourne Victory. And of course we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke, Jimmy and Morrow. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. We're back. You ruined it. Um, <laughs> sorry we haven't Again. been here. Little impromptu break. Hey, How mate. has there been four games? I was absolute mash last week, so I couldn't yeah. record it anything other than me <coughs> I think we've all used up all our annual leave now, so it's just yeah. it's going to be a matter of every single week we have to be back here now. Yeah, we have I to think apply. We've each had a sick day, so <laughs> we we uh, need to apply for the rest of the season if you want any more time off. Yeah, and you are you are COVID negative. Most I am COVID negative. I've had a test that. on Friday, so I cannot infect uh, you guys or any of the people I encountered on Wednesday night before I left the game. <laughs> just quietly. Nice. That's good news. That is good news. You're not Let's patient zero. <laughs> patient zero. <laughs> I'll admit I was anxious, but I am not. Yeah, we didn't take your money and run as well, just in case you were thinking that. We have ordered the stuff. <laughs> yes, and well, I'm so keen to get uh, to get some new gear because fiddling with all these knobs to try and get rid of the hum uh, has not been the uh, the greatest start to setting up this evening, but mm, uh, we're here. Nothing worse than knob fiddling on a Tuesday. <laughs> he never usually calls us knobs. I know. <laughs> Not live on the podcast anyway, not to your faces. <laughs> Let's dive in with Fred's question. Uh, Fred this week says, the last few games have been very frustrating to watch. The team seems to have slowed right down and got sloppy compared to the start of the season. Could this be seen as the team slowing down in preparation for the finals to conserve some energy? Or have we shown all of our cards and we just can't keep going at the same pace? I definitely think we've been found out to some degree. Yeah? I'd say so, a little bit, yeah. We certainly don't have that shock value anymore, do we? No, they've worked out our weakest uh, parts of the field and they're trying to exploit it. But I don't know whether or not it's, um, it's quite as described in the question. For me, it feels like overall there's a level of tiredness across some parts of the league and this up and down draw that we've had seems to have um, had us looking a bit done in the last couple of games to me, so... Hopeful this break will help with that, but um, I don't really feel like the wheels on our wagon are shaky because we have had good performance and statistics in almost all these games. Um, just haven't uh, been able to finish with the aplomb that we did before. Yeah, I can't like I can't fault any of the effort, or you know, it's not like in previous sort of seasons where things obviously really weren't going well you could you could pretty clearly call out uh who was sort of putting it in and sort of who wasn't like i can't really put a finger on anything like that i just think we're, we're maybe, one game you could maybe um but i just think we're just maybe not as just not as yeah not as sort of sharp as what we were earlier on in the season i think there's there's a few other things like it's, it's um, even like the communication between each each 10 members yeah just not there i mean stensness who i will die by this in the first sort of Four or five games of the season, he was probably our best player and he was our most important. Um, there was obviously others as well, like Boz, but I think Stensness went a little bit sort of under the radar with some of the dirty work that, he, that sort of he did. I think when he's since he's come back from injury, maybe hasn't been at his best. Um, 
I remember like we missed him when he was injured. Massively. And then, um, yeah. we're still missing him. Yeah, he just hasn't hit the same form that he did earlier in the season. Someone like a Kyle Rolls, who I think was also really good earlier in the season, has sort of come up with a few mistakes, like in the Western game, in the Sydney game. Um, you know, we, we have Ruan suspended for a week, which obviously Dan Hall come in and did really well. But just, you know, little changes here and there sort of haven't really helped with the flow of things. We missed DDS for two. Two games, was it? I think two so. or one. We definitely like missed him in the Western game. The games are all over the shop, though, mm. and I can't yeah. keep up. But <laughs> I think, again, you know, he sort of comes back into the team and maybe isn't isn't as hot as what he was pre the injury. So there's, there's there's a few sort of little factors in there. But at the end of the day, if we stumble into the six, I'll still be happy. But even little things like around DDS, the way he was playing, the start of the season, it worked really well. Like players could read him making those... You know, back hills or you know, finding those those cut passes. But this now it's just, I don't know you'll play a ball and everyone will be standing on their heels, going, "Oh shit, I should go get that." Mm. Yeah, it seems like we're we're sort of lacking a bit of that sharpness that we had in the final third at the at the you know the first few games of the season where we were um, scoring a lot more goals than we are now. We were posing a lot more of a threat um, than we are now, and that sort of clinical edge seems to have. I don't want to say disappeared, but it's it's lacking. If, mm. Even if if you just look at the Brisbane game, three of the goals came from players cutting back in on the inside, and it's not it's not like we were cut apart by any really amazing play or. Oh, Chambers like was very good that night. Oh no, I mean as as an individual, yes, he hundred percent tore us apart. But I mean that's that's sort of what I mean. It's we've we've lost a lot more one on one battles in the last few games than what we did earlier in the season. Like that was th- that was sort of th- three goals that we just let the player cut back in on yeah. the inside and shoot, whereas earlier in the season, I think we got a bit more pressure on the ball, a bit more a bit more sort of oof to, get, to win the ball back. With the lack of um, counter-attacking, I'm just going to pick out one instance in the, in the victory game where um, Clisby brings it out in the back left. Kuo's running up the field, you know, I think... Nine victory players were ahead of the ball, so it's basically one on one at the back. For some reason, Clisby just holds it up and plays a square. Like I don't want to sound like a negative Nelly, like we all are right now. We've had this season is incredible compared to the last five mm. or six. Um, but I think I think we're at the point now where we'd like to expect a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but amazingly enough, we're still sitting in second on the Bunnings ladder. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And even though they big, keep big telling asterisks us. there. Even though they keep telling us about the, what is it, two in nine? or One in nine. One in nine. Then if we look at those, how many have we lost in that nine? Because I think it's five draws. That's just my guess off the top of my head. I wrote them all down today, so I'm going to have to go. There we are. So actually our record, if I'm anywhere near correct, it's not that hellish, but we don't like that Brisbane result much, I must admit, and that hurt. Mm. And the Western United result was a bit of a kick in the shins as well. three draws. In nine? Yeah. Oh, sorry, three losses, one win. One of those losses against City. So so three losses in nine which and one win. So five draws. So five yeah. draws. Yeah, so that's... You and know, how many of those should we really put to bed? Well, I'm going to turn that around and say how many of those would we won, have won oh, or got a draw year. out of last year, the oh. year before, the year before that, we or the year before six. that, or the year before that. How much more can I go on? A fair bit, I suspect. <laughs> um and in that space, I just because I wanted to something to give me a bit, a few tears in that, I just uh, had a look at our records from some previous years. So I'll just work back through last year, 
was uh, five wins, three draws, 18 losses, the spoon. Previous year, three wins, four draws, 20 losses, the spoon. Previous year, four wins, eight draws, yep, 15 losses, the spoon. <laughs> we get it, all right. We've been here. So how does nine, we five, six... We sucked for a long time. Okay. How does nine, five, six sound? If yeah, we, we lost could. every game, would but it be nine, five, 12? Yeah, and we'd okay. still make but the finals. But if you take the last like nine games, that's not good form, is it? It's worrying form. No, I, I totally agree with that. And definitely We're being very greedy, according to Ivan Yolich. <laughs> yes, that's a little bit of an old chestnut, isn't it? But um, I don't think it's greedy. I think it's just the expectation that we earned earlier in the season with our punishing. Mm. We were punishing teams in terms of results and... Um, and in terms of our performances, and we've we have gone off the boil, and the rest of the competition has stepped up a little bit. And uh, but the shots are there. Like we had, I think seven to four shots against Sydney, and we're just you know converting two of them. I don't know. Just don't seem to be converting as much as we need to. Well, we had something like seventeen shots against Victory. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's we should have put that game to get a bed before half time. So, but I mean, we'll come to that. So, what about though teams finishing in the six? Because you know, we there seems to be a bit of a worry amongst the fan base about so um, tight. finishing in, finishing in the finals. So, I also did a little bit of history about sixth place. So, last year, <sighs> Perth with ten wins, seven draws, and nine losses were sixth. Year before, Wellington eleven seven nine, Brisbane ten five twelve, Western Sydney eight twelve seven. Is it with less teams? Uh, some of those years have two less teams, yep. One of those years has two. One two of, those of those years, years has one less one. team. That's right. There's a, the rest of them a have two of them, less. A few of them have no less. So one. now you'd say it's harder to get into the six? No. The earlier ones didn't have the 12 teams. They had 10 before we put brought oh, in true. Uh, the two. No, well, there's ones. more so outside of the six now. But my point is that we are well on track to make the six but our results recently are making us all anxious that we might not. That's the thing. With good reason. Um, oh, if we drew every game for the rest of this season, pretty much guarantee we'd make the finals. So it's not terrible. It's not great either. I wanted us to, you know, I started out thinking, let's not get the spoon. Oh, we're a decent hit. Let's finish mid-table. Oh, Ooh, speaking shoot, of which. We're better than that. We, we only need one point, don't we, to not get the spoon, I think, yeah, mathematically. Yeah, or to prevent one team from not getting any points off their next, Oh, if the Jets, the next uh, Jets drop points, they, we're, we're clear. Gonna, we're safe. Oh, we're clear now. Also, oh, that happened the other day. That happened on Sunday. Excellent. Yeah, right. we are clear. So, confirmed. No spoon this year. No Operation Avoid the Spoon is complete. Well, <laughs> my hashtag that's been like there for about six years has finally come true. <laughs> How cool is it though that, that we're not happy with that anymore? That's not enough anymore. No, <laughs> it's okay. But Greedy. top six, Greedy. not enough. All of one the last six years is top six. I wouldn't be so concerned if if the comp wasn't so close up there. Like, there's mm. nine points between ninth and first. Yep. And yep. If, if you look across those nine teams, if you ask me, anyone on their day can probably do the job against anyone, maybe except against Melbourne City. That's why this league is so great. And that's why it is the best league in the world. But it's just so tight. It's It's, yeah. Brisbane, I think, are coming into some good form. They've got... Three games in hand. Once they got rid of McDonald, yeah, yeah, and um, they've won five on the bounce now as well. They have, and I think you know it's it's. There's also a couple of other teams with games in hand. City, Western have a couple of games in hand. So it's it's that's the thing that concerns me. It's going to stop at five too, isn't it? Yeah, it did actually stop at five because they drew on the weekend against yep. Wellington, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> so they're unbeaten in six. <laughs> the draw is really going our way. 
Uh, the results, yeah. sorry. Have a look at the results from the weekend, though. You had, um, we had Adelaide three, and Western drawing nil all. You three had nil all draws in a row. Perth and MacArthur nil all, and Brisbane and Wellington nil all. And it's then Western Sydney cards. beating Sydney FC 3-2. All of those have gone significantly mm. in our favour. Yeah. So, yeah, no, cheers, guys. One was played in a bog, so I'm going to... That one, you know, maybe there's excuses there. But the others, I just think it's a reflection of the way that the competition's been structured this year and moved around and all of the parts that go with the pandemic. And... As a result, teams are starting to struggle at this stage. We're in the straight. We've, we've taken the whip to the horse, but the horse is not necessarily responding. <laughs> Takes him back to his days before he had a car. <laughs> <laughs> Got him, yes. <laughs> is this the longest Fred's okay. question we've had? The question or the answers? The answers, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <gonna> say, <laughs> yeah, be up there. Okay, I'm just, I listened to, I think it was the last pod, about uh, Fred asked about active support being back. Yes. And you all said, yes. I don't think it is. I think it's getting there. It was never going to happen overnight. It was never going to happen. I don't think it was going to happen in one season either. It's going to take a couple of oh, seasons of consistent yeah, decency yes. um, to rebuild, I guess, the damage that was done um, from the five or six years of you know dross that we sort of had to mm. endure there. Because I do, you know, I listen to people at the game and I talk to other people and said, oh, you know, the, the away days are excellent. I was like, well... Away days have always been excellent, even when we're bottom of the table, nowhere near the Absolutely. top six. Absolutely, yeah. You know, you can't include away days in active support, I think. It, it's completely different because everyone is together, you know, everyone's there. Whereas at home, you know, it's just the last game at home against Brisbane, and Boyce's phone's going off again. <laughs> it just showed that, I don't know, just not enough people turned up, no one wanted to sing. And it, it showed on, on the field, there's nothing to engage with. It's going to take a long time, like you said, to get back. Conversely, though, the Sydney FC game, 10,000 people in the stadium, base 16 sounded pretty good. So good. I disagree. <laughs> you reckon? I'll tell you what, from where I was sitting on halfway, you could hear loud and clear. We've had better nights with less people in base 16. Oh, yeah, and that's that's always going to happen. There's always going to be those sort of, um, you know, flits and starts where, you know, you might have less people, but they're, they're more into it. You know, we had, well, I don't know, 30, 40 people down in Melbourne. Um, and, yes, okay, they've got a roof down there, but we were loud as hell. Yeah, well, that's the way <laughs> I it think, does. I think with a bit of aid, uh, aid about three or four hours lubricant beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> and I got on the TV twice, not in a good state. Yeah, you're not the only one, mate. Don't worry. There was Did a you few, ever get that source open? With one hand, yeah. <laughs> it took a lot of concentration, but I did get it open. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Let's dive in and have a look, uh, run through the games that have been played since our last show, of course. Uh, starting with the Western United result down in Tassie. Tassie away did not make the trip in the end. Um, and thankfully. Thankfully, yeah, in hindsight. I'm uh, kind of glad I didn't because that was one of the most flat performances I've seen in the last couple of years from this team. And supercars went the way of the Holden, so <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go down for that either. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the, the first half of this game is where I feel like we really got found out. And as much as I don't want to admit it, Mark Rudin probably outcoached Stadge in that first sort of 45. And it, we we got on top in the second half, but the damage is already done in the first half. There was a couple of question marks over this one for me. And I think the one that really sort of, the real sticking point for me in this game was Yonota starting on the right and Dan Bauman starting on the left. Just 
had me absolutely baffled. Seemed like a really weird choice from Statch. Look, I, I don't mind him trying stuff. It is, you know, you can play inverted wingers if they're going to cut in, but they weren't cutting in for some reason. They were trying to play on their other foot. So and they both seem like very one-footed players yeah. as well. And as you say, neither of them were cutting in. Um, and you could see first 10, 15 minutes, it wasn't working. And no. they didn't they didn't switch. And that's really when the damage was done, wasn't it? Because Payne scores early, mm-hmm. sloppy goal to concede, uh, probably combination of, Yonotta not sticking with his man from memory on the replay and rolls. Um, I can't even really explain what happened with how Payne managed to sort of run past him. He just like he slightly caught him wrong-footed or something like that. So I think Rolls Rolls would have probably wanted to do better there. And he was tracking him backwards. Back to he was going backwards into his left. So he, yeah. he I don't know, just off foot, off footed him and but this, yeah, this, left him unbalanced. This. Mm was another game where in the second half I felt like we came sort of step, stepped up a gear a bit and had enough of the ball, had a few chances and just could not convert. Seemed to me that Aranya made some odd decisions in this game. He the, Most of the chances seemed to fall to him and he made bad decisions with just one, about all of the them. The one where he should have passed it to Bauman. I don't know what he was thinking there. Yeah. That's the most frustrated I've been with him all season. Yeah, so... The, the things just didn't fall in places where it was good for us that day for whatever reason. So um, we weren't terrible, um, but but yeah, we di- we just didn't have the composure when it counted in the in the end there, and uh, we're probably lucky to get away without a red card um, issued to a player. Hey, yeah, well that's right. Of course, uh, Ruan picked up a second yellow in the second half, uh, which was then rescinded. Um, from a review for offside. It was rescinded on the field, which made everybody very confused because yeah. the act of rescinding it made him put up the red card. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I saw on the pole. coverage. Yeah, And uh, I think, who was on comms? Was it Speedy? Peacock, Peacock, I think. Yeah, whoever was on comms was very confused. Yeah, Peacock and Harper, I think, were um, on the call. Yeah, so we got we definitely got away with one there. Just. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, Rowan ended up suspended for the next match anyway due to his fifth yellow card from that first yellow card in the in the in the game. Um, another game where Nizzy's come on and, and changed the game, and you know, arguably, well, definitely from my point of view, should have started. I mean, Niz Niz has been our best player the last three or four games, if you ask me, by a mile. Well, he's I mean, showed consistency, hasn't he? Yeah, he hasn't really fallen away in certain parts. To me, he's continued with that same consistency he had. Um, which has been nice to see, um, but some of his mates not so much. Just not, not, not really on the same page, really. Yeah, and a bit, a bit like um, Jimmy was saying before, where earlier on in the season we were not, you know, second guessing ourselves. We were looking up, seeing our man playing the ball. There wasn't this look up, see our man, have a think about it, look over there, just in case that bloke over there is a better option, and then finally play the slow ball. Well, we didn't even need to see the man. We just knew they were going to be there. Exactly. We were just flowing, whereas we just look stunted now, and we're sort of questioning each pass. Yeah. Even Ollie is, you know, he's he's playing it a bit slower than it's, I think he did. There's it's there's there's a lot of moving the ball too slow and that's a very simplistic way to look at it but that's what frustrates me the most sometimes is that we're not we're not moving teams from side to side to open up the channels it's just all too slow like if if you're going to knock it around the back four a lot and get sort of Bazanic involved when he drops deep in between the two center backs you have to be moving the ball quicker mm-hmm. to move 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 the opposition from side to side and then open up the channels for your and and for your wingers to bomb on and we're just not doing it 
I think there was maybe more more bravery in that initial sort of part of the season where we were winning games and confidence was obviously high and maybe that makes players back their decisions more to to play those those forward passes a bit earlier in the sequence rather than as you say playing slowly and playing sideways yeah. um, with no real threat. Well, I mean, maybe maybe subconsciously earlier in the season were the squad thinking we've got nothing to lose, let's do what we can and try some stuff. And now that we're well, there is a bit of a risk that we do have something to lose, are we sort of starting to second-guess ourselves? I counter that with the team that we're playing against, the opposition would try and come up and get it, which left the gaps in behind them, which let the players move through. Yeah, whereas now they're just sitting. We were pretty yeah. good at playing through Especially the press. Especially victory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And is it is it the slow play at the back, or is it that we're just not moving as much to give those options to those players, so they are second guessing themselves? It's, I haven't tried to analyse whether that's which one of those is the case, but it could really be either. But but yeah, in general, we now play slower. We're less sure of ourselves, less confident, and against victory, then. Yeah, well, the players off the ball are, are moving slower or or not moving at all, um, so it is more stagnant. But. If they don't have a gap to move into, like I just said, then they're not going to move there because they're going to be under pressure. Agree. But statistically, we still put in a good performance in all of these games when I look at the statistics, pretty much all of them, including the Brisbane game, would you believe? Good statistics in the game. I thought that about the Brisbane game when I left. I thought 4-0 and I was like... The scoreboard says 4-0, but I don't feel like it's 4-0. Well, I just it could have been 1-0 like, at one stage. felt like they just took all, all of their, I mean, I don't know. Like I said before, three of their goals were good cracking goals. Well, their two last goals On another night, they probably uh, don't score. The two last goals are 89th minute and 93rd. Yeah, the game's mm. gone by then. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We're, we're a man down, chasing the game. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up. Yeah. I did enjoy how ten our 10 men threw the kitchen sink at them anyway. Like we didn't I'll tell you what, yeah, we we looked we looked shades better after after the red card. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And I think I think as you say, that's just because we were willing to go forward with reckless abandon. Really, yeah. you know, we got nothing to lose at two 0 down with ten men. It ended up hurting, but we got close a couple of times. Are we going to talk about the Brisbane game before we talk about the Sydney game? Let's get it out of the way. We're on there anyway. Yeah, might as well. Um, of course, it was uh, Mariners nil, Brisbane <coughs> four um, at Central Coast Stadium on the Wednesday night. Um, Mr. Peter, yes, I appreciate your saltiness on the um, on the stadium announcement. Best thing ever. You're welcome. But I'd like to know who scored. Yeah, well, look, I gave you the numbers, and you should be lucky <laughs> enough. You should be thankful enough for that. I don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> Morrow doesn't save enough um, uh, loose cannons loose for cannons. me <laughs> to go and check the numbers. I get, get there early enough when I do the uh, the initial team reads, and I then you can, you can make out. notes. <laughs> <laughs> you gave the numbers for the first three goals, yeah, the last, and then for yeah. the last one, you just didn't bother. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a Brisbane goal. I, I wasn't able to enjoy it, but I did enjoy Malk and Gorky, and uh, and I th- <laughs> and I think there should be more of it. <laughs> um, question marks over Brisbane's first goal for offside. I sort of trying to remember what, what was there was, wasn't there? Did they no. check it on VAR? You were at home, so you would have had a better view than me. This one is where they make a, they have a free kick, do they? And they uh, swing it in, and Clearsby tries to make a header on it, and all he succeeds in is uh, bumping it over <laughs> everybody. So that uh, Gillespie—that's right. Yes, it was Gillespie at the back post. stick. Yeah, back stick. Isn't that still offside? Which well, he played at the ball. He played at the ball as opposed to making a save. This so. is a rule but that's come up since. It's similar to you know the length of your shirt sleeve. But it's I thought it was rule. only offside if you deliberately played it back to your keeper. 
No, well, you it's, play a, the it, it's if you make a play at it at all. So if it's um, oh, so if it just bounces off you, it's okay. It's offside. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yep. If it just bounces I'll off, yeah, yeah. I was willing to cop that one because in this particular case, there's quite a distance there, and it's clear that Clisby's trying to make a make clearance. Make a clear play. It. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, th- I cop that one. Mm-hmm. The week before, there was a similar one. We'll get to later, but um, I didn't cop that one. Um, but but yeah, so so I think it was a fair income goal. Yeah. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Good with that. Uh, Champness's uh, goal was that that was the second one beat Beers at his near post there how good is Joe Wick all of a sudden yeah, mm, yeah he's, he's absolutely shredding a couple of Got good yards shit say DJ. it through gritted teeth destroyed by the rapper <laughs> the SoundCloud rapper <laughs> I mean I, I don't know if that says if that's a good thing about the league or not <laughs> the fact that he just decided to leave Newcastle go overseas thought I'll rap for half a year <laughs> and then he just Came back, walked into a contract, and is now tearing the league up. So peak A league, yeah. To be fair, he was decent before he left, wasn't he? He, he was, yeah. And of course, we saw Marco Urania sent off uh, after a VAR review in that one, uh, pretty justifiably so, um, from from my vantage point. Anyway, should have kicked him out. <laughs> not worth three weeks. No, definitely no. not worth three weeks. And it's a red card, though. Obviously, the club's made an appeal, yeah. but yeah, he was late. No malice there. He's obviously apologised straight away and shown remorse. So it's um, just clumsy and, yeah. and and a little bit unlucky because it, for me, his studs never point anywhere but the turf. And uh, is it Gillespie again? No, it's O'Shea. O'Shea. Yeah, I think it was O'Shea. Yeah, he, he tries to make a pass, and as he makes that pass, he swings his foot underneath where the studs are coming down from Aranya. So it's, there was there was a nice it's um, a card, but there was a nice slash on his leg. Yeah, yeah there was. Yeah, and high, like above the shin pad, is where he gets it. Yeah. So it's you know it's a red card. It was like that before he got there, though. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, um, and the handball that was disallowed. What handball? The penalty. That's not a handball, apparently. It was handball. I saw it from my from the bay. The, the players, like um, Moses splitting the sea, all the players split. The ball got played straight from my uh, vantage point, and you see him go like that and hit it with his arm. Yeah. Oh, I get in the box. Yeah. I understand the whole arm in a natural position thing, but I mean, it, it hit him. It hit him like On elbow, elbow, elbowish sleeve. He moved his arm towards it. Yeah. That's my my whole thing is. If if your arm's even straight down next to you, if if you make a motion towards the ball with it and it hits it and it stops a potential attacking player or a goal scoring opportunity, mm. why is that not handball? He, you can tell, you can sort of pinpoint, us. you can pinpoint the um, the moment that he realizes he's going to miss the header because yeah. he and swings his arm straight out of yeah. it. Yeah, because he even does the old. The you know how like where there's like all those really sort of like famous red cards of that. that is it a Luis Suarez one where he gets red carded? For oh yeah, <laughs> in the goal, Argentina, Uruguay, Uruguay, U- Uruguay, and he like tries to make out like he's going to sort of head the ball and like sticks his arm out. Yeah, Twenty like that. ten World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that's sort of what he looked like. He do. He sort of went to go. Oh shit, he's not going to reach it with his head, and sort of went <clears throat> like that with his oh, elbow. Not his. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, for me, Alex King got it right first look. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, our good friend Kurt Ams in the VAR box goes, mate, you know some Mariners. How is that clear and obvious? Tell me how on earth that is clear and obvious enough to overrule. Yeah, but isn't but doesn't the referee okay. go and look at him himself and deci- and decide? So it isn't actually Ams who decides; it's just Ams who talks him into going to have a look. That's well, the thing; he's in his ear. 
Hey, mate, come look at this. Would be very interested to hear the conversation yeah. that those two had. And I believe that on that day they were actually filming a uh, uh, a day in the life of a referee um, from their pers- from King and uh, Am's How to be corrupt so with Kurt Ams. <laughs> Legitimately, yeah. I'll be interested to see this footage uh, if and when it surfaces. Yeah, no, it's, again, the VAR. Does anyone really know truly anymore what the handball rule is and all of the different permutations of it? I would challenge that anybody does because I, I think, don't believe they yeah, do. Yeah, I think that's exactly what Stadge said in his post-match presser as well. So. I'd go so far as to say add to that the offside rule. Nobody knows whether it's a shirt sleeve and how long you should have your shirt sleeves or We've seen which some parts. interesting ones. Yeah. Add to that again the uh, violence, uh, what's that called? Serious foul play rule where, <laughs> where apparently in the Premier League now a clearance where a defender who is a defender by virtue of the fact that the clearer is oh, clearing yeah. the ball <laughs> the, the, the defender comes rushing in and gets collected by the follow through and this is somehow a red card on the guy who's making the clearance now there's been three of those in the Premier League in the last few weeks Liam, he got rescinded they haven't been rescinded yes, Stones has not been rescinded he got rescinded Liam Cooper from Leeds was sitting on the bench for two weeks Just that wasn't listen. rescinded don't believe oh, what that's been rescinded the one the other day where he's clearing it he got sent off against West Ham was it? Was so it the third out of the three oh, is finally I'm pretty sure that one got rescinded. Because John Stone sure as hell didn't get rescinded and neither did Liam Cooper for Leeds. Jeez, he's angry man. Neither <laughs> of them were. No, I, I just don't understand what the rules I, I'm are I'm with anymore. you. I agree. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, isn't it a foul on the player whose studs come in contact with the guy trying to defend the clearance because he gets in the road of the, the uh, player of the ball? Anyway, I just don't get... Anyway, yeah, that handball law really sucks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And every other rule in the bloody game. (laughs) Moving on to uh, the game before the Brisbane game, in fact. It was uh, the Saturday night, I think, against Sydney. Um, Two-all draw, of course, at Central Coast Stadium. In that one, uh, good showing from the crowd. Just over 10,000 people there. Uh, Dan Hall's starting debut, which uh, gave a very, very good account of himself in as well, lads. Imagine not being there. Went oh, off with yeah. tight legs. <laughs> Probably the fourth or fifth game in 16 years or whatever it is that I've missed, and it was this one. <laughs> yeah, as you say, Jim uh, Hall did have to come off in about the 55th minute, um, just cramping up there, and obviously the, the lack of minutes this season um, maybe playing a, uh, a bit of a part in that one there. Unfortunate, as he was uh, he was very good. I thought Miller did well enough when he came on, though, in his place. He did, yeah. No, I, don't, I don't mind Miller. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I thought um, he was decent again when he came on for uh, for Negro um, on Sunday afternoon against the victory as well. So um, it's good to see him sort of fighting to um, to try and regain his place as he was pretty much an ever-present last season. And and he's at that level. If uh, That last uh, academy game that I went to, he was a machine at the game. Oh, he's head and shoulders above that now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like he, he was Quite bigger, literally. he was fitter, he was faster, he <laughs> was stronger. He was everything. He yeah. was everything that they didn't have. <laughs> Absolute unit. Of course, it was uh, Marco Urrenia who got things uh, on the move for us in that one in the sixth minute. Matt Simon doubled our advantage in the 41st, but uh, Ninkovic with a Dinkovic uh, just before half time to halve the deficit for Sydney FC. Some great goals there. Yeah, yeah, there were. Oh, jeez, Ninkovic's take on that uh, on that goal was <laughs> Nizzy's assist. Yeah, Matty Simon's finish. Oh. Aranya's finish. He nearly Aranya's did it finished. again in the second half. Yeah, thought he was gonna. <laughs> Paul Wilco, Aranya absolutely absolutely sold him for a oh, hot dog. Rinsed him. Sent him to the shops. Yep, yep, and then sent Redmayne to the shops as well. Waited for yep. him to commit. Finally committed, and then dink. Thanks very much. Thanks now, for coming. Was, there was a few controversial things. In this game, VAR was. 
did we did we get away with one or two? <laughs> no, it was deserved. Yeah, no, there was the the Bebeau offside goal, or was there two? There uh, were two, but that one's the controversial one for me. The, the Bebeau, Bebeau one. one. Yeah. So on that point, I don't know if anyone's seen this or not, but the PFRA, the Professional Football Referees Association or whatever, has started to release. Um, uh, it seems to be a bit sporadic because they've only done one, which and it's for that Bobo offside decision. So if you go to www.pfra.com.au and go to the black and white section, they actually break down that entire decision and say that it was the right decision. Can you repeat the website, please? www.pfra.com.au And how do they justify roles playing at the ball? It's because it was so close to him, they've judged it as, as a save, as a reflex reaction, as opposed so to... So a block, not a... The defender, uh, in the incident over the week... So this, it goes on for a while, I won't read out the whole thing, but okay. the in the incident over the weekend, the on-field referee team correctly determined that the defender had almost no time to deliberately play the ball, the distance and time between the pass and contact was incredibly short, and the defender reacted to what was in front of him as opposed to making a deliberate action. Mm. Make of that what you will. So, I mean, in real time at the game itself, I thought, geez, yeah, we've got away with one there because I thought, um, you know, by the letter of the law that he had played it. But, you know, reading back on that, that makes me think, mm. yeah, okay, no, that's fair enough. Based on the above considerations, the Oddfield referee team correctly determined that the ball rebounded slash deflected off the defender and that it was not a deliberate play by the defender. So they did the right thing in delaying the whistle, letting the goal go in and then reviewing it. Okay. Works for me. So. Well, I, I thought that one was the controversial one. As far as I'm concerned, there's no controversy at all in the other one unless you're a Smurf because <laughs> in the end, their player interferes. He was offside and he interfered. Simple. Kurt Ams is not on the executive committee. Doesn't surprise me. I was going to ask if we were signatories to the Professional Referees Association. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any? Uh, of course, the, uh, the equaliser late in the game from Trent Bahagia, um sort of gifted to him really, unfortunately. Just maybe a, a very, very tired looking pass from Kyle Rolls um, coming out from the back there, gifting them possession and um, yeah, sort of threw away that game a little bit, I think. Yeah. Probably a fair result, I guess. On the balance of things, yeah, I, I think I tend to agree. I think it's it's sort of one of those games where, you know, if we miss the six by a point or on by some small, very small sort of margin, it's one of those ones we'll probably look back on. Even though it's against the I defending champions, you'll go up 2-0, we probably should have won. I think more so the two victory games compared to that one. I'd agree 100% with that as well. I'd add to that the loss against Wellington earlier in the season mm. and maybe the loss to the Wanderers early in the season as well. Yeah. yeah. Agree. But let's not think about that. We're making the six. <laughs> <laughs> how, how good was the crowd though? Yeah, it was, yeah, like, like we said uh, earlier, just over 10,000, um, but absolutely rocking that whole I mean, stadium was, was fantastic. The club's, the club's doing everything right at the moment. There was the big, the big promotion pre-game. Um, I think it was was it a two for one type thing, or there was some sort of a ticket sale pre game, and then there was another one again for the Brisbane game. So like midweek games, they're doing all the right thing. Mm. Game against a big club like that, and I mean there was a few Sydney fans there, but not there was what a thousand, if that. Oh, more not than even. That. No, yeah, I don't even think I there were that no, many. No, there was more than that. No, nah, because they barely took up two bays. No, nah, they took up upstairs as well. Yeah, but that was sporadic. That was pretty spotty up there. 
I'm going to say 1,200. Yeah. So, I, I mean, even if if it's that, we've, we've what, our biggest crowd recently has been what, Mr. Crowd announcer? Like five yeah. and something? five, eight, wasn't that. it? So officially even, or unofficially? Even, even, if you, even if you say there was, say at max there was 1,500 Sydney fans there, there was, where did the extra 4,000 Coasties come from? That's a... Well, <laughs> that's a good result. Saturday yeah, night. That's what I mean. Like that's a good result. Like the club's done everything right. Like we've we've had sort of other Saturday night games in the past, and we haven't hit, we haven't hit sort of anywhere near that because they're in summer. So and they're forty plus degrees. Well, yeah, the yeah. club's doing everything right. But I so. think that's a great crowd, and in fact, I think without the pandemic, that crowd probably looks more like twelve or thirteen. More Sydney fans, more Coast fans. Uh, before that, we were building nicely. We'd had midweek games with crowds in the four or five sort of range, which that's that's a great crowd for the Central Coast on yeah, midweek. If game. you have that game. At the same time, in summer, you'd be lucky to break seven. Uh, the 10,000 crowd? Yeah. Why? Because, again, it's hot. It's very hot in summer, especially in the northern stands. Yeah, okay. Was it a five o'clock game? Can't remember now. They're all... Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I should remember that, actually, because I was looking in the sun. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I still think it's a great crowd, though, and a great effort from Coasties to, who are, you know, gradually coming back to their mm. team. I did have one Sydney fan troll me on uh, Twitter afterwards and tell me that he thought there were 4,000 Sydney fans there. I saw that guy. <laughs> Mate, it just goes to show, I hope you're listening, Tim, you don't need a long neck to be a goose. <laughs> Got him. He's from Crow's Nest, too, so that explains a lot. Oh, honestly. <laughs> Crow, goose, yeah, goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <hey>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Those jokes are paltry. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. And, of course, the, uh, the most recent game at the weekend, Melbourne away, uh, Melbourne victory one Central Coast Mariners won Simo, opening the scoring very early on, sending the away fans into raptures, but uh, it wasn't to be. Unfortunately, Callum McManaman equalising uh, sort of midway through the second half. I missed it. Makaya was playing up. Oh, surprise. No. Had to rewatch it half time. Shock horror. Normal. <laughs> how, how good was Melbourne away, though, Pete? On the whole, yeah, good trip. It's yeah, always it's fun. Good to um to meet a few new faces as well. Shout out Johnny Needham. Uh, well, I mean, I already knew Johnny. Johnny's first away trip. Yeah. Shout out to Johnny. Um, uh, Mark Jamieson as well. G'day. Ben's uh, first away trip too, Ben Payne. Yeah, right. I thought um, he'd done a couple before. Same. Yeah. Are they listeners? Well, they're first Melbourne yeah. away anyway. Oh, so. yeah. Hello. Yeah, um, oh, Johnny especially. He gives us Johnny's rant every week. Oh, he does too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we so, actually asked him in a very drunken state, I think, that we should have his own... Sort of a section on the segment, podcast yeah, now, Johnny's yeah. rant or something like that. So <laughs> serious FOMO, checking you guys out on the box. Yeah, serious FOMO. It was a, it was a good, it was a good, good couple of nights. Yeah, it was a good, sure. it was a good uh, sort of travelling contingent as well. It was sort of um, you know fourteen or fifteen guys from from Gosford that made the trip down as well, Gosford City FC, um, and uh, yeah, on the whole. It was just, it was just bad. nice. It was nice to go in there and not be hassled by security. Yeah. Not be hassled with exactly where to sit, and you must sit in your exact bloody seat and all this sort of shit. We all stood up. We had no issues. It was it was all it was all good fun. Yeah. Did Victory have a South End? <laughs> there was there was one guy who was trying to give us a bit of stick, and then he got I, in trouble by security. <laughs> they had a South End by the 80th minute once they scored the equaliser. <laughs> yeah, but that was a bit, they barely had a North Terrace to be honest. I it know was, it didn't look big on TV. Yeah, that's. I mean. We've both, we've all done Melbourne away a number of times. That's the first time I've ever seen us pick up a point against the victory. 
in Melbourne. That's by far the smallest crowd I've ever seen in Melbourne. And I saw somewhere that they they didn't announce it in the ground, but I saw somewhere that it was just over four thousand. I went, yeah. what? no, no wow. way, yeah, really? Not even close. There was lucky if there was two. Yeah, Pork. are you there serious? Was, there was nobody there, yeah. and uh, you know, there's obviously a few factors. Is that they're shit? Yeah. This season and last season, there's a lot of, um, you know, un- unhappiness within the fan base about you know the board and the chairman and all that sort of stuff. And it was also Greek Orthodox Easter on Sunday. So there was a lot of Melbourne fans that were not there yeah, because of, of that reason. Yeah. So, But still, smalls crowd by a long way I've ever seen down there. I'm kind of thrilled, though, that they formed a South End just to have a crack at you guys because <laughs> usually when you're There's down always there, one. There's the always South one that End. takes it very seriously and does not like when he gets yelled at by us. Yeah, he looked like he was going to cry, actually. <laughs> he did, and then he, and then he got in trouble off security. <laughs> I've only been there a couple of times, out. and normally the South End, because we're usually losing, or at least in my experience we're usually losing, mm. then the South End sort of feels sorry for us. That was actually one, yeah, one trip in particular. I think we were down like 5-1 or 5-2 at the time, and yeah. um, they started singing along with us. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, I think it might have even been Hutcho's last game, there was a lot of very uh, sort of feeling sorry for us yeah in that game because there was a lot of us there because it was Hacho's last game yeah and I think we lost 3-0 that night it was like last game of the season we were already out they were already in the finals and uh. there was a lot of oh no it's small little Mariners and yeah but on the weekend because we scored so early there was about 70 minutes of abuse for the South End coming from us <laughs> I think um, <laughs> the, the, there's only been one time where we've nearly had dramas with um, with Melbourne fans down there but um, they sort of very quickly realised that we both really hate Sydney um, so yeah. <laughs> we yeah. sort of then became united in our hate for yeah. Sydney so it's I'd actually argue as well that the one time I remember when things were probably going to kick off was against Melbourne City not against Melbourne Victory because there was there was one time down in the corner and in the away bay when we played City, um, I think it was like there was the game where Hutcho scored both goals late, and we ended oh, up drawing two. two, draw. two yeah, yeah. Yep. there was a lot of us there that night, mm. and we were all obviously going off our heads. And there was there was no separation from the away bay to around the other end, yep. sort of like around the corner. And there was many words going backwards yeah. and forwards, and I remember a couple of them tried to get round and got stopped by security and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. So, in the early years, there was—I um, know me, James Walker, and a few others used to make the trip to either Newcastle, Sydney, go watch a Melbourne play. Yeah, whoever. I've been to a couple of uh, big blues down yeah. in Sydney. Yeah, go—I'd go, um, go hang out with the. The Vuck fans, yeah, <laughs> Victory active. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've sat in the um, yeah, in the in the away bay with Victory a couple of times, just just for a laugh. Um, yeah. there is a bit of respect there between the two. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not hatred. <laughs> um, back to the action on the pitch, of course. Uh, Rudy Justed saw a goal disallowed in the second half for a push on Kai Rolls. Thoughts? No, nah, that's not what happened. It was not a goal, so it wasn't disallowed. It was never a goal. <laughs> it was a foul. I don't it's really want to talk foul. about this. It was a foul. Brenton Speed, Robbie Slater and Archie Thompson were all, you know, I was going to say... Dipshits. A word then, but I was say, yeah. I think that's a... They've been lobotomised. Yeah, I think that's the fair point. I don't really care so much about the decision, but all of that crap that Speed was going on with during the game was just, like, spare us that, like... Is that your job? Like I mean, I feel like not many people have liked him for a long time, but I feel like it's getting more and more. Like, how many more people can he block on Twitter before he's literally not being followed by anyone? <laughs> and him saying he should get a referee that knows football. Like, really? Maybe we should get a commentator that yeah, knows glass football. glass houses, oh. yeah. <laughs> Today he thinks that the referee's boss is not a football person. 
Just saying. Uh, Nizzy had another chance to uh, to break his duck in the first half. That uh, ball whipped across. We were killing him down our right-hand side. Yeah. Um, getting forward. And he sort of drifted in near post. It was just a little bit behind him, though. Um, and he had a free header in the second half as well, uh, which he put straight at Acton, unfortunately. Of all people. He's getting uh, he's getting a lot of chances. Closer and closer. I mean, <sighs> I think the full... the. The full summary of that game is that we had enough clear chances, I think, to put that to bed, and we just didn't once again, and we just we got punished for it. Yeah, Acton Acton probably kept him in it um, a couple yeah. of times. To to be to be fair, he had a, a pretty good shift, but yeah, there's there's chances there that, that we definitely should have taken, and we should have been three up at half time. We did that age old thing of playing at their level. Like yeah. they they didn't want to come and press us at all. No, so we just dwelt on the ball constantly. I which, mean, yeah. you only had to see when the full time whistle went. The South End, like, all literally stood up, arms up in the air. They're like, yes, we got a point. Yeah, it was like they won. It was, it like, was they like they, just they won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that I think that sort of probably sums up that game is that well, Melbourne with, came for um, getting any sort of result. So, with Sydney at home. Yeah. They celebrated like they won. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. just, yeah, another frustrating one against them that um, we, will, we, will, we will probably look back on at the end of the season if we, if we balls things up. Does the way that opposition fans are celebrating when they take a point off us show that maybe we are a little bit more, not feared, but maybe respected and deservedly so than we have been in years gone by? Yeah, you know, We're I not the easy beats. We're not a guaranteed three points anymore. I think that's probably the word for it is that we're not the easy beats at the moment. We're not making it easy for ourselves to be easy winners either. But <laughs> I think it's more so, hey, we didn't get beat by last year's wooden spooners. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think, yeah, we've we've shown early in the season that we've we've got a pretty good structure where we're organized we're a bit harder to break down than what we obviously have been in the past and i think teams are happy when they pick up a result of us i think you're right and i think that you know that excuse jimmy of um don't want to get beat by the spooners absolutely for the first five to ten games but after that teams have realized that we're not that and uh yeah so it, it isn't that anymore it is respect and uh, we've earned that um, but it does make it harder and, uh, yeah, it's a long season, isn't it? What do we think of Kowal? Not his greatest shift. Good bloke, mate. Love him. Um, he hit that absolute fizzle that was just a little bit too close to Acton. Um, but other than that... Yeah. Bit anonymous. Didn't really play in front of him, though, did we? Like, we I went so slowly that Victory parked the bus at the box and we, where was the in behind? Yeah, I don't think we played with strengths a lot either. We don't get the ball in behind enough. We don't turn We don't turn the defence around. I think we do the same thing with Urenia when he's on the pitch because he's got some speed about him. Mm. Now that he's got some sort of match fitness, I don't think we get the ball in behind enough. We do way too many floated balls from the defence up to the top and some of these, you know, bloody fullbacks in the league are just going to eat up those those sorts of balls all day so we don't I, yeah I feel like we don't play to some of our players strengths at the Definitely. moment which is a bit frustrating is this the sort of game where maybe we should have started Dan Bauman instead of Simo so a Bauman um, Kowal combination up top maybe I'm happy to see anything at the moment I don't just know. mix it up, I try something different. I felt like it was what you said before, Jimmy, that um, when we had opportunities like Clisby had in the example you gave, then we just didn't punch that ball and have confidence that Qual would get there like we had been earlier in the season. Earlier in the season, we'd punch things out in the corners that Qual would be, you know, the ninth, that he'd be the 45% in a 55-45 split, but he'd get there by a boot tip. Um, we're just not sort of, we didn't do that in this game and, and uh, we haven't really done that for him. And that's how he plays. So it's 
Yeah, we just didn't seem to have the confidence to be able to quickly make that decision, bang, move on if it doesn't work. So I don't know if we played to his strength, but you're right, I felt, felt he was quiet too. Oh, well, it's a point away from home. Against victory? No. <laughs> it's a point away from home. No, we'll we've, it's we've a point away from home. We've dropped four <laughs> points against one of the worst teams in the league. I 100% agree. No, look, I do, definitely. Um, but I'm just glad that I didn't have to get a losing flight home. True. <laughs> and then we, we went we went to back to the Younger Jackson, saw a bunch of AFL fans get cut off by a very angry bartender. Um, that was hilarious. I went, I went and ordered a drink from the bartender and he's sitting there going, he, fuck, I hate AFL fans. He was not happy. Oh, he was in a mood. Yeah, when they started coming in, he goes, oh, fuck's sake, here they come. He, oh. did, he, he like stormed to the end of the bar yeah. when they started to sing the song and did the full no deal, like arm yeah. cross thing, like you're cut. And Called then, security over. Yeah, because yeah. we like... The AFL finished at Marvel pretty much at the same time. Yeah. There was 50,000 plus bloody people there. So we were, we were walking out. Mm. Everyone's walking sort of against us. We were going back into the city. And it's it's still amazing to me that you're in Victoria, which is a big, obviously a huge sporting place. And we're all walking out and people are going, oh, where did Richmond play? <laughs> I'll tell you, I like, love Melbourne, but the people are so far up themselves, it's not funny. <laughs> the, the amount of times over the last sort of couple of days, state. It, it was like, it was like, oh, where did Richmond play? When a West Coast, like, it's yellow and blue, and they're like, yeah. and they're like, oh, who, who do you support? Did you who play do you, the Melbourne? Who do you barrack for? Who do you barrack for? Yeah. Do you play the Melbourne Storm today? And I was like, what? Do you play it out of Coffs Harbour? Yeah. That was no. a question I was asked once. No idea. To be no fair, idea. we did Adelaide away one time, and their away fans were shouting, Fuck off back to the Gold Coast, you losers. Yeah, yeah they're as clueless as a victory <laughs> fans. Okie dokie. <laughs> so, I mean, on a positive, we did rep the Sydney Swans. because we, we did. We, cheer, we, cheer. We saw, them, we saw them have a very good win uh, on Saturday night at a yep. rooftop bar. And, uh, and the, there was probably 10 TVs and the AFL was on every single one. Yep. Uh, so we saw the Swans have a good win there. And then so walking back from the game on the Sunday night after our game, we decided to do the Sydney Swans song about five or six times. Which, even in the pub. <laughs> even in the pub, which made one security guard very happy, the bartender very angry, and all the Carton fans then started doing their song and then they got... They got kicked out they because the got kicked security, out. Guard, security guard comes over and he's like, no, you guys, Carlton fans, don't sing your fucking song. Yeah. Sydney fans, pick it up. Let's go. Fine <laughs> One more time. Yeah. So which, which, which made people even more confused because all the people wearing yellow and blue were singing Sydney's. a Sydney Swan song. So they had no idea what was going on. And then, then we ended up in Richmond to watch Rangers v Celtic. Um, so there was a lot of angry Scottish uh, obviously people in the pub that night Because it was a Celtic pub <laughs> So that didn't go down well <laughs> Oh we got along great with them We all got along great with them Yeah, yeah. Pete was leading some uh, leading some songs in the pub <laughs> Which was good fun um, That's good. And then we ended up back at the casino So What a night Good night uh, all round We got a point <sighs> Another away trip to uh, to Melbourne later in the season On the 22nd of May So yeah. if, uh, if you're thinking about it I highly encourage you to uh, get on board Alrighty, of course, looking at other Central Coast Mariners things this week. Uh, firstly, we are appealing against the suspension of Marco Ureña. Uh, of course, he picked up a three-game suspension after that was referred to the judiciary panel. 
A little bit harsh, I think. I thought two games might have been fair for the challenge, and, and that's what someone like Ryan Grant got for a far, far worse tackle where he went in double pegs um, halfway up someone's shin. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I might not be looking at it the right way, but I was pretty happy with just the one game. Like, it didn't look good. Mm. The act didn't look great, but when you when you try and look at it in the context that I think he was trying to get between the player and the ball, um, obviously just mistimed it um like i said that that stomping action is not ideal but surely you have to surely you have to try and take into account that what the potential for injury and what was actually caused so i mean if you look at the ryan grant one from earlier in the season he's flying in both studs up aimed straight at his leg even 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 the David Ball one against Matty Simon. Oh yeah, that's easily a bloody ankle breaker. It's reckless and out of control. Yeah, from memory, he only got a yellow for that, and then it got upgraded to red from the VAR. I think I, I, think I remember watching that live, and the ref only gave him a yellow. I think it was a straight red. I think it was a straight red. You sure, the one, yeah, the, yeah, the one in Wollongong, sure. or the Ryan Grant one. The Ryan Grant one. Oh yeah, that, that was upgraded. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one was upgraded. Yeah, <laughs> but how, that's just so. For me, if you look at those two, the there might not have been a severe injury caused, but the potential to snap someone's leg in half, I think, deserves the two games. Mm. I think if you or three games, which Ryan Grant's yeah. thing got obviously downgraded. If you look at Urania's one, I mean, at worst he's going to stomp on his little toe, or he's going to leave a bit of a mark on his leg, which he did. Mm. Right, so it's not ideal, but I will I will clearly have that every day of the week than having having Somebody come at me, studs up, halfway up the leg. Yeah, like two feet. So I, th- I just think th- three games is nuts, and I think two two at absolute worst. Yeah, I thought two would have been probably fair because yeah. it's us. It's, I was I expecting know, the auto yeah. week and uh, another one on top of it, but yeah, three mm. is a, is a three suggests that it's a really reckless challenge as opposed to just a clumsy accidental um, stupid thing to do that yeah. ended up being. Um, and the fact that he showed remorse straight action. away before he went off, yep. I think, you know, he, he realised that he'd obviously made a mistake. Do we expect anything yeah. different from Not really. the refs, though? No. Honestly? I don't expect anything intelligent from them. I mean, I was, I was shocked watching it in real time because it was pretty much right in front of us that it was only a yellow initially. Okay. I thought straight away, yeah, yeah three he's gone. Oh, weeks three weeks. Yeah, yeah, do we expect anything different from the league, though? No. It's treated like us like shit in the past? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really see the contact, and because because he was um, his foot was going downwards, not you know in a direction. Through, yeah. Then then for me, I didn't even realise that he'd made proper contact until I saw the replay. Once I saw the replay, then he you see the big mark down the side of his well, leg. Yeah, <laughs> he gets him, and uh, yeah, yeah. I just like to apologise for all the cussing this episode. <laughs> I've got four games worth saved up though. <laughs> I think we're being quite restrained, yeah. actually. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Obviously hoping for a reduction on Urania's uh, suspension there. But, Jimmy, what are you expecting? I'm expecting an extension because we have appealed it. <laughs> Frivolous you appeal. Four weeks. <laughs> Frivolous appeal. <laughs> to the end of the season, yeah. Oh, imagine. Uh, no, no, move on. Shout out to uh, to Lee, Max and Lily Stanley. Uh, I know you guys are going through a bit uh, of a tough time at the moment. Um, of course, send all our, our best wishes and hope everything turns out for the best. And, and thanks again for tuning in to the pod each week. Yes, all the best wishes there. 
Uh, a very huge thank you to the uh, Central Coast Mariners official supporters club uh, for donating to the podcast fund as well. Uh, picked up a, uh, a little check there from uh, from Joe from the OSC. So thank you once again uh, for your support. That is so greatly appreciated. And um, yeah, look like we said earlier, we've we've got the new uh, new gear on the way. So pretty uh, pretty keen to get that set up and um, make make our lives a little bit easier and uh, hopefully make your your auditory senses a little bit more pleasurable. I don't know. Is that the right word? Yeah, it is now. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jimmy, did you want to have a bit of a chat around the Central Coast Mariners Supporters Trust? No, my nose is all clogged so you can read it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. No worries. Um, of course, we've been chatting with Mark Brogan, who is the founder of the uh, Mariners Supporters Trust there. Uh, he's just actually sent us a text <laughs> as we read this. Um, so the trust has been registered with the New South Wales Department of Fair Trading. Uh, working group meetings have been held to launch the trust with all the documents to start calling for trust members and pledge documents have been uh, put together. And uh, they're meeting with the football club in the next few weeks to discuss the joint statement and partnership and um, get everything off the ground. So very, very exciting times there. Uh, of course, we have been speaking to Mark, um, trying to get him on this pod, but we do know he's... Um Got quite a bit on at the moment, so he's very busy, and um, hopefully we get him on soon to talk about the trust. So Central Coast Council have launched a new website for the Central Coast Stadium strategy. Uh, it's titled Your Voice, Your Coast, a uh, website where you can go and tell Central Coast Council what you would like to see with the stadium, including uh, giving the Mariners the management rights for the stadium, of course. So we will share the link for that one. I'm not going to read it out because it is about, uh, I don't think it would even fit within a tweet. Uh, it's that many characters. So. It's a Welsh town name. <laughs> they, they have a survey on the website. So we'll make sure that we share that link um, so that everyone can get their voices heard and uh, put a bit of uh, put a bit of pressure on the council there. That link's the biggest thing council's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. I love you, no homo. Over the weekend, we saw the Mariners Academy back at Plume Park on Sunday afternoon. Unfortunately, after coming from or coming back from three 0 down uh, in the 90th minute, um, St George went on in the 91st minute to uh, to pinch a, a last gasp winner, uh, going down four three in the end. There it was uh, Jing Reek and Kasalovic who scored for the Mariners Academy, but uh, unfortunately not to be. We still sit in fourth after nine rounds of the 22. Uh, the under-20s got up 2-1 to continue their very impressive season thus far as well. Next game for the Academy is away to St George City FA, uh, the other St George City. Um, that one is Saturday the 8th of May at 6pm. Central Coast United, uh, a bit to catch up on since we spoke about them last. Uh, of course, there was the FA Cup game down at Marconi Stadium. Um, unfortunately, not getting the result on that night. Very tough opposition, of course, in Marconi. Um, a well-established MPL one club who have always been there or thereabouts in the mix for, the, for titles. So. It was a very young team that night, wasn't it? It was. It was a lot of 20s and 18s in that team. Mm. Um, there are a few injury concerns I think in the first team and it's a very heavy workload and I think the the main goal for the first team this year of course is promotion to MPL2 so that's where they're real focusing but what a what what a what a great stage for some of those young guys to ply their trade and uh, and show their wares 
of course, on the weekend, um, as I mentioned, a very injury-depleted CCU side. Got the Bickies over Dulwich Hill, um, who are a pretty strong NPL 3 side. So we got a 2-1 win in that one uh, to continue the push for promotion to NPL 2, which will be so good uh, when we get it done. And I have absolutely all faith that we can get it done. Next game is oh, back at Plume. Yes, you beauty, this Saturday, 5pm, uh, against Gladesville Ride Magic. Plastic Club. I <laughs> <laughs> give it to him. Of course, it is that time of the pod where we answer your questions. Thank you all so much for getting these, those in over the socials. Starting off, of course, with Dave Bloom. Would you rather? Would you rather leave a trail of mucus wherever you go, or have frog hands? Frog hands. Play keeper. Mucus. What? That's weird, bro. It is. I'm going to answer his other question unasked there. Why so serious? What are you talking about, Bloomy? I leave a trail of mucus and I have frog hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's frog hands for me. <laughs> we've uh, we've had a few questions come in. I know Johnny Needham and, uh, and Wayne Richards uh, in particular have, have raised this one, um, asking why there's so much sort of negativity in social media comments the minute that we don't win or play as well as we have been this season. I think the concern is always, especially after the Brisbane result, is that in that f- for some reason one result means that we're going to be back to how we have been in the previous four or five seasons, which is obviously not the case, but th- that... Negativity triggers, is still there. PTSD. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's like a, oh shit, here we go again. But it's it's not not the case. But I mean, you know, four nil doesn't obviously look good when you look at it uh, on the scorecard. But if you look at the individual game, like we said earlier, it was just a lot of one on one battles that we missed, and it was just one of those things. And it's the really first one we've had this season. So um, no no concerns to me over you know more smashings or anything like that. I don't think that'll happen again. No, and I think, you know, fans are right to be a little bit fearful. Um, we'll leave it to the players to have confidence that they can come back in these situations, that they can get control in situations they don't have control in games um, because they have been able to do that at times this season. But the fans, we've spent the last five or six seasons, I read the statistics before, when you've, <laughs> when you've lost that many games that many years repeatedly, then guess what? You're sceptical about any, you know, improvements and... <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't not understand it. I don't agree with it because I think statistically we're pretty, we're still playing some pretty sound football. But um, yeah, I do understand. That sort of goes into a question from Jeremy Lumbee here. Do fans now have too high of an expectation given how the season has panned out so far? Well, I mean, we've beaten first place. We've beaten the defending champions. We've got some other pretty good results, some pretty good comeback wins, some really dominant performances yeah i think i think people have a right to expect more than uh what we saw result wise in the brisbane game yeah yeah i agree i think i think because we've already proven that we can do it this season exactly it's just so. a downward trajectory isn't it everyone's getting a bit toey watching it not toey nervous <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> not touching that <laughs> please don't <laughs> put it away but um there's a question here from uh, Andrew Kelso. Why do we have uh, one pretty average result and the whole of Facebook turns on the team? 
doesn't seem to happen as much as on other social media channels. I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. I think it but, does. Um, I enjoy the goo feasting on uh, on the Jets page and on some of the other pages. Go to Sydney's it, page and look much, at what they think of Barbarissus. It's much easier to be <laughs> negative than it is to be positive. Yeah, I think that, that applies in sort of every aspect. You look at like those ticks and crosses pages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam McPherson, why can we not beat the Raw? I don't know. Is there some sort of witch doctor somewhere we pissed off that we need to go make <laughs> reparations to? Probably the best question we've ever got. Why can we not beat the Raw? Because it's... Legit. Fucking true. <laughs> yeah. I'm struggling for they an are, answer to that. They are absolutely our... Bogey proper, side. Proper bogey, Is it proper bogey seven side. out of 53 now? Something like that. Some stupid stat. It's crazy. Fair few of them have been on the Brisbane water as well. No, 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 no. <sighs> Can you just mute his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's unexplainable. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. it. It just goes so much further, so much past a, a mentality thing at this point that it's just ridiculous. It is... It's cursed. I don't know. Fuck. We've got to break it somehow. Uh, Liam Kavanagh, from here, what is considered a successful season and what's considered a disappointing end? Top six. Top six is success? At this current trajectory, yes. (laughs) Can you have a successful season and a disappointing end? Because I think it's already been pretty successful by... Previous standards, if you had have asked me Not 20 if you games. Not it all away. No, but if, if you had have asked me la- at the end of last season, 20 games in where we where Would you we be happy be, in second? <laughs> would we be in second spot? 100%. That's a successful season, but we can 100% still have a disappointing end. So yes. I, think, I think we can sit somewhere in the middle. Uh, uh, disappointing end for me is missing finals. If we miss finals, I'm going to be pretty gutted. Yep. I mean, you know, on the whole, it's, a, it's still a vast improvement. But yeah. And again, you know what? I'm this season, greedy. I have feelings about football again. I haven't had that for the last th- three or four seasons. Exactly. Like, I actually care about the results now. I, I care when we do get smashed bloody yeah, 4 because right. I'm not really expecting it. Like, I've been much more angry this year than I have in the past. I've yeah. just been disappointed the when past we've, five years. When we've scored goals, I've actually celebrated. Whereas the last few seasons when we've scored, I'm like, eh, who cares? Because I know it's not going to mean anything. This season's totally different. I only wanted to see us be competitive at the start of the year. Um, I didn't really think of it as, you know, finishing in the finals because we've been so far from that that I thought our chances were about as much as me flying. So, you know, competitive, we had that and we have had that and we continue to have that. Um, so we have achieved that, what I would have measured as a success at the start of the season. However, like Pete, if we don't make the finals now, I'll be d- very disappointed because I think we've shown enough to show that we should be one of the teams in those finals. We're not a mediocre team in this competition, in my opinion. Um, and mediocre teams still make the finals. So, so yeah, very disappointing if we don't make the finals. Um, but if we do make the finals, then I expect that we might... Um, you know, jag something a little more in the expectations department. We're that kind of team. I expect us to give it a shake exactly. when we do make it. Um, Andrew Kelso asked, also asked us to um, remind him who's on our books for next season. So currently, I don't know how up-to-date this list is, but we've got uh, Lewis Miller, Josh Nisbet, Stesnes, Bezanich, which is only if he doesn't get an option overseas. Uh, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> that is a very short list. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, we saw an article come out a few weeks ago now. I think it was a Don Bossy article. It's like more um, than 100 players off contract or something. It's yeah, like some crazy number. something like 17 off contract, which would make this list pretty right. Miller, Nisbet, Stens and, and Ollie, as you say, Jim, all on contract for next season. I think everyone's basically hanging out for the TV deal. Once all the, sorted, all, all the clubs are, because yeah. you know the players here are asking for contracts. The yeah. players here do want to stay. Um, What's the salary cap? How much money can clubs spend? Exactly. How much are they going to exactly. get from the TV deal? No one's got any idea. Yeah, because if we start throwing things out there now, um, you know, there's every chance that um, and, and every single other club uh, that we could screw ourselves. So um, safer to wait until that deal is done, which I'm pretty sure it's very, 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 very close to being done. I heard it was going to be done in the dying stages of April. So I think. Hopefully, we should start seeing some uh, some confirmations of player signings uh, over the next couple of weeks. Let's hope so, because there's a few there that we need to hmm. think about. Hmm. Mark Aranya at the top of the list. I'd keep him. Yeah, Me I'd too. Keep. I'd give Simo another year as well. Do you know yes. we scored in a World Cup? In a World Cup? <laughs> in a group that England didn't get out of? Do you know about that? Yeah, yeah, we do know about it. The reason I'm laughing is because someone kept... <laughs> Kept on about it at Melbourne on the weekend. One of the very <laughs> drunk Gosford guys. That was just his thing, his shtick for the weekend. It, it gets said in the Don't bay. you dare bag out Marco Orenia. <laughs> Don't you know he scored in a World Cup? <laughs> it's mentioned in the bay every single game. Yeah, I would have heard it about 70 times aimed on Sunday at, afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's aimed at one person in particular. Hello, yeah. Andrew Thurman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How good. Oh, gosh. Speaking of Marco, Lee Cooper asks, uh, yes, well, he says, sure, Marco has four goals and four assists this season, which is awesome, but Allo has six goals and two assists in much less game time. Surely you'd say that he was uh, a much more effective striker and start him every week. I think he showed why on the weekend why he's not starting every week. Well, if, we, I'm, if, we... I'm, if I'm going to be brutal, and I mean, he's signed this big contract overseas. It's all signed and done. He's had all the hype, but... I said this the other week. I would have loved for him to stay a little bit longer. Um, uh, he's he's not a flash in the pen. He's I think he's going to obviously be a great player. Still very raw, but um, he, the thing that young players struggle with is consistency most of the time. Unless your name's Josh Nisbet, so um, you know I think he showed on the week and why he hasn't been starting because he wasn't very effective. Jamie Palmer uh, has a question about our depth. Um, who else that sits on the bench do we think is good enough to come on and change a game? Uh, he thinks that Bauman looks a little lost or Bauman lacks a bit of class and Smiley looks a little lost, which I think is maybe a little bit harsh. I'll be honest, there have been a few games where I thought, okay, we need to make a sub. Who do you bring on? I think Bauman's been, been decent maybe has found it hard to get any sort of consistency going because he hasn't had consistent minutes. I don't know. It just seems like the game plan doesn't change I think as much as it needs to. I think we're still, subs yeah, we're, 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 we're making, we're still making subs too late. Yeah. I think, um, especially, you know, if we're chasing the game or if, you know, the, the game's deadlocked like we saw at the weekend. Yeah. Well, if, if a plan hasn't worked for the first 60 minutes, it's not going to work for the last 30 yeah, do we not have a plan A? Uh, plan B, rather. Is it, is, it, is it a case of still doing plan A better again? Like, look, if we're chasing a game, I would like to see a back three. Yeah. Something different. Not done. 
I think Bowman's only uh, come up a little bit short in more recent times. I think he's been quite effective in most of his appearances. But mm. Out of most of the subs, I'd, yeah, I'd say he's up there for me. Yeah, but, but in yeah. recent games, he's been a bit less effective and I'm um, not sure why, but in this last game, he wasn't very effective at all. In fact, he found it difficult, yep. definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why, but I still think he is a good choice. Thoughts on Casella? More of that. Please. Yes. Bit of pace, bit of enthusiasm. I oh, know that was brief, Jimmy, but... Um, <laughs> no, I agree. He's, yeah, I like him. To be honest, I would have probably bought Casella on instead of Bauman on the weekend. Yeah, I would have bought Casella on as well. I think he needs a bit more polish. Um, I love his directness. Um, technically, you can see that he is very good, um, but just needs a bit more polish. He's not quite, I think, at A-League. He's definitely not an A-leg starter, um, but a decent squatty. What about thoughts on Jankovic? Who? <laughs> How do you have thoughts on him? He's only made an appearance for about a very short period. Party animal. I saw him on Instagram. At, That's about it. At what he point, was on the pitch on the weekend. What point do was you... He? After the game. <laughs> what point do you give up? I don't know. Obviously, there's people there that see, that see enough in him to, to at least bring him into the squad and bring him onto the bench. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 Of course, we just want to give a huge shout-out to uh, Jim Quilty or Wombat uh, from the ccmfans.net forum and a, a bit of a plug um, for his businesses, uh, East Gosford Tire Massage and Wyoming Tire Massage. Um, personally, have been to both of them. They are absolutely sensational places. Um, cannot recommend them highly enough. Uh, head to eastgosfordtiremassage.com.au or uh, check out their pages on Facebook uh, to book your next massage. Long-time supporter of the pod as well. So uh, thank you again, Wombat. Yeah. Greatly appreciated. Massively. Of course, they specialise in, in Thai massage, but also relaxation, sports and remedial massage as well. Open every day from 10am till 8pm. Can recommend. Had friends been there and um, really did enjoy it. So, mm. yeah, and thank you very much, Jim. Love you, mate. Uh, finally, looking ahead to our next run of games, uh, our next game is, uh, well, it's not for a little while, uh, Wednesday the 12th of May, uh, up at Redcliffe Dolphin Stadium as we take on the Raw. Can we break the oh, fucking yay. hoodoo, please? Another game against the bogey side. <laughs> uh, Brisbane have actually not done too well at Dolphin Stadium, so we might be a chance. We beat them in the FFA Cup up there, actually, last season, didn't we? Mm. Get around it. Um, we travel to Newcastle on Saturday the 15th of May 7pm kickoff The club is running buses So head to ccmariners.com.au to book your spot uh, Numbers are very limited for that one So it's get around it Gonna be fun Oh I can't wait I love it Yeah Newcastle 7 o'clock too Yeah prime time on the Saturday baby uh, Another prime time game after that Melbourne City away Saturday the 22nd of May uh, before we travel to MacArthur on the Thursday. I think the club will be putting buses on for that one again. Stay tuned for news on that. Um, before we finish the season with two games at home in a row, the first one, the final F3 derby, derby of the season, um, as we host the Jets on Tuesday, the 1st of June. Bring your spoons, you reckon? Yeah, I think they might just have it locked in by then, um, especially with Melbourne's upturn in form. Um, before we round out the season at home to Western United, that one will be on either Friday the 4th or Saturday the 5th of May. 
Uh, June, sorry. June. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I just went, hang on. Auto Q fail. You typed a question mark on the teleprompter. <laughs> Uh, yep, Friday 4th or Saturday 5th of June. Yeah, look, we fucking need to break this hoodoo against the rule this week, next week. We've had a little bit of time off, so surely we can uh, avoid any of that, my suggestion that we look tired, um, or at least the excuse will have dried up. Well, didn't we have an 11-day break previous in the season that we did not perform well after that? No, we came back sluggish. It's, it's funny, we've sort of, for the most part, done better on shorter turnarounds. And after long layoffs, we've been sluggish. So let's break that hoodoo too. Yeah. And then we've got the short turnaround yeah. to the Jets game. So hopefully that short turnaround thing works as a positive. Oh, I, I can't wait for that trip. I'm so keen. Agree. Oh, Just yeah. big goals, win games. <laughs> yeah. It's that simple. I think that'll just about do us this week for the Ramble. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Any final words from you guys? Thank you for listening. I, we really do appreciate it. Again, we're sorry we were away. We've had quite a bit on. Yes, but we still love you and uh, we're glad to be back and um, hopefully we'll get some good things to talk about in this ending of the season. Let's stumble into the six altogether. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you all once again and uh, we'll catch you next time. Love you. Love See you. Too. Bye. Yeah. Let's record a podcast. Fuck, Let's get yeah. ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. Technical difficulty. <laughs> Just go without it. <laughs> that's it. I give up. <laughs>